0: Now, here comes today's powerful word. It is your word. So grab your Bibles, pens, and notepads as we join Apostle Frederick from the City of the Lord Church in Lusaka, Zambia. Be blessed.
1: Let's begin. So last week in Sunday school, um, Teacher Mbaweme was teaching about how God created everything, including human beings. Okay? And one of our young members was paying a lot of attention, especially when he heard how Eve was created out of Adam's ribs. (laughs) So I received a call this week eh, from one of the parents, and they were concerned. They were asking me what we teach because the mother to this young boy found him lying down as though he was ill. And I asked him what's the matter, and he said, I have pain in my side. (laughs) I think I'm going to have a wife. I don't know what to respond to the mother. Please advise me on what, on what you think I should say as we go into our teaching. Maybe this is here. I was also asked a question. I was asked what kind of lighting did Noah have on the ark? Floodlights. Okay. Let's go. Mm-hmm. The past few weeks <laughs> we have... <laughs> okay, but guys, if you don't get that one... <laughs> you don't read the Bible. (laughs) Who was the grandfather to Jesus? According to the genealogy in Luke, I only know one person in this church who knows the answer. Faith? Grandfather to Jesus? (laughs) She literally told me the grandfather to Jesus. Like two days ago. I don't know how she's forgotten. <laughs> we're in the car and it was just a random discussion. They were driving me for a, for a ministry meeting. she tells me who the grandfather to Jesus, I do whether it was the grandfather to Jesus or the grandfather to Joseph. Which one did you tell me? Oh, merchant. Yeah. As in, I, I, I didn't know how that was <laughs> important to know as a Bible scholar. So I decided never to participate in her Bible quizzes. Mm. <laughs> We've been having a lot of testimonies of late. Some of them you are yet to hear. Actually, if you had to hear the testimonies we're sharing now, we're like behind. You'll be hearing a lot of crazy testimonies, including yours. The past few weeks, we have focused on understanding what really happened when we got saved. It's been very important for me to just go back and reflect, I don't know how it's been for you. We identified atonement, we identified forgiveness and forgetting of sin, we identified deliverance from sin. Uh, Last week, if you were paying attention, we talked about justification, and um, that wasn't the title, but come on, we talked about justification. And um, I think the other ones that I wanted us to touch are redemption, and I wanted us to touch um, deliverance from Satan. Now, redemption, I don't want you to just be hearing the word redemption. Redemption, you've got no idea what it means. So, for redemption, you'll be taught in the cell ministry. So, uh, those who are doing orientation, you'll make provisions for them. If they're not in a cell, you'll make provisions for them to learn that stuff. Because the redemption notes we've given in the cell ministry. As well as uh, deliverance from Satan. And I want us to switch focus a little and I want us to look at the fruit of our salvation. Let me explain. Our focus has been more of what happened to the old man. If you've noticed, that's what we've been focusing on. And that was primarily accomplished by the works on the cross. Now, however, Jesus didn't end on the cross. He went in the grave and then he resurrected. And it being us coming out from Easter weekend, I'm sure. There were a lot of sketches online. Yeah. And some people who are acting as Jesus need to be born again. <laughs> <laughs> and then some. And then, please never put a person who's not born again as a soldier. Never put them as one of the Roman soldiers. They will use that as an opportunity to take out what they've been feeling over that person. So um, <laughs> Some places it went well, some it didn't go so well, but I think we all got the picture that Jesus didn't remain on the cross. He died and then he resurrected, right? He was buried and then he resurrected. And, you know, I I, I must mention something, which I think it's about time as a church we know, that for Christians, for believers, we we got born again, here's how it is. At the cross, we died, right? And then when in the grave, we are buried with him, that's the old man, but then being born again is at the resurrection. I can show you from the scriptures. That's where the newness of life comes from. It's the resurrection. That's why sometimes you find, um, sometimes you find there are certain songs that are very reflective in nature, but then they may not necessarily um, explain where the new believer where the new creation in Christ is. They may not necessarily explain them. For example, um, I think we may want to remain with a reflection of what happened at the cross, but we may not necessarily want to live there because Jesus left it as well and <laughs> He was resurrected and now he's by the throne. He also left. Okay? And the cross is empty. So is the grave. Okay? So even the grave is not for you. Now, Romans 6. And I hope you understand that I don't mean to come out like I'm attacking songs or attacking concepts, but then if I'm talking to COL, I have to be very, I, I think I owe it to you to teach you the gospel the way I've received it, right? So verse four, I want you to observe what it says. Therefore, we were buried with him. Let's start maybe for context from verse, let's start from verse one, just for context. It's talking about sin, What then shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? He says, certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? Now, just to be clear, I've heard many definitions of Christians. One of the definitions I've heard is, a Christian is a sinner who's been saved by grace. Now, the question becomes, how did grace leave you a sinner? That's why I'm saying sometimes we focus on the process of what happened, but we don't focus on the fruit of what what happened, produced. And so the teaching will be focused on the fruit. Okay, But sometimes it's also because it's not explained clearly. Unfortunately, a lot of people, when they get exposed, and this is a warning to everyone here, a lot of people, when they get exposed to teachings of the new creation, have a tendency to become very pompous because knowledge can puff up if it's not used well. So they've got a tendency to sort of kind of bully other people who may not know it the way they do. And sometimes they end up being the most unadmirable Christians. So the knowledge that you have and the knowledge that you're getting, firstly, use it for your own life. That's why I love the song. I want to take your word and... For those of us who are in the 80s, right? First help me just... (laughs) (laughs) To leave it, Lord, right? And then also as an opportunity to share with fellow believers. And the way you share with them, you know, like sometimes you have to be wise in how you share things. Do you know that the way I share with you is not the way I share with everybody else? For example, with everybody else, I might use terms like might I suggest and find a way to bring it in a conversation. You know that there is a way you talk to somebody who considers you their father in the Lord and the way you talk to somebody who considers you their brother. So I'm just giving guidelines, okay? So let's continue. But this is the message of Christ. It's a message that liberates. It's the one that honestly set me free and set me on the path that I'm at. So get this one. If you've ever gotten anything from me, this one you should get it. Now it says, oh, do you not know that as many of us were baptized into Christ Jesus, were baptized into his death? By the way, do you now understand why when we do baptism, we baptize the full body? Because baptism is symbolic of burial. So we're not just going to bury your hand. It's symbolic that everything has been buried. That, that's what it's symbolic of. And for those of you who've been afraid of getting baptized, what's, what, what's the plan? we language. We've got the way we baptize, we've got like six, seven, eight people standing next. So for those of you who may not have had the opportunity to learn how to swim, you don't have to be worried. We can still baptize you. And by the way, I, I don't know if you know that baptism doesn't need baptism classes. No, I'm just I, I'm I've been asked before, like, Pastor, how come you don't do baptism classes? Most of what most places call baptism classes, if we're to be honest, are membership classes. And we've got other provisions for membership classes. In the Bible, the day you get saved, like you're just getting saved 13 hours. 1302 River Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> there was no time to even go get clothes for changing in. Then you're going back. And then when your parents see you with it, they, they know, yeah, i joiner. So they've joined the Christians because they came back with, like, what happened? I was baptized. And, and because they never had phones, so, you know, at least you could just be thrown into any water. So I'm just saying, the biggest qualification for baptism is being saved and the presence of water. Do you remember the eunuch? What did he say? There is water. What hinders me from being baptized? If you want to get baptized, register for baptism on that side. Okay? Who knows, we might do more than one this year. Let's continue. Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in the newness of life. So he was raised from the dead so that you and I can walk in. The newness of life. So there is a fruit of his resurrection. And that's what I want us to focus on over the next few weeks. So the first one, and let me add one more disclaimer. There are times we think we know something. And because of that, we reduce the amount of attention we pay to it. That's why sometimes the baby believers grow more. I want you to pay attention as well you're hearing this for your first time. And I pray it blesses you the way it's blessing me. Praise God. So, the fruit of the resurrection. Let's look at the first one. Number one. By virtue of the resurrection. Think about this. At the cross, here's the old man. The old man gets forgiven. The old man has his sins forgotten and all those things. But then don't forget that old man then dies with Christ. He's buried, and the one who's risen is not the old man. It's a new creation. Now, I want us to see the scriptures and see what the scriptures actually say. Titus. So number one point, in case you're writing, I don't know what you're writing, but the first point for today (laughs) which is the only point for today, is, and same one title, Fruit of Your Salvation. And the first point is, we are a new creation. Titus, chapter number three. For those of you who are on campus, make sure you are paying attention in your groups. I've been visiting the campus ministries, either for the virtual or physical meetings. So last week, I did um, Unilas Pioneer Campus and Unilas Leopards Hill. And then I visited Unza Ridgeway Campus. And this week, I don't know my schedule, but I'm sure I'll know it. I, I have it on my phone. But I think Monday... Monday, which one am I doing? Hey! Yeah, 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 yeah. It's been a while! <laughs> they stopped inviting me. So Monday, I'm by the Roma...
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: <laughs> the fire I'll bring to the house. <laughs> yeah, Monday, I'm Roma. Tuesday? Evelyn Horn? Okay, Wednesday... Evelyn Horn, you didn't say woo. <laughs> Richard, then you from Evelyn Horn. I expect you to say woo. Okay. And then Wednesday, midweek. Oh yeah. Thursday. Chris, and Trinity. Chris and Trinity. Okay. Friday. Oh, Cavendish. Oh wonderful. Yeah. What am I doing? Unza, by the way. The other week I'm doing Unza. Of oh, late, they've been having to my meetings. ok. I've been admiring, you know, like, eh. <laughs> they didn't come in uniform. <laughs> ah, people love themselves. So, Titus chapter 3 <laughs> and verse 3. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. For we ourselves, hey, were also once foolish, disobedient. Deceived. This reminds me of a video I was watching this morning. I will share it in the church group. <laughs> Serving various lusts and pleasures. Living in malice and envy. Hateful and hating one another. Uh huh. But when the kindness and the love of God, our Savior toward man, appeared. What happened? Not by works of righteousness which we have done, But according to his mercy, he saved us through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. The word regeneration is interesting. It's very common. Verse 6 says, whom he poured out on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior. That having been justified by his grace, we should become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Regeneration is an interesting word. It's used a lot in biology. Like you know how when there's a cell that's not working, your body can regenerate and you have new cells which were not there, which are there to do the work of the ones which are not working very well. It's like how, have you ever noticed skin can regenerate? Suddenly you can have skin where you never had skin before. If anyone here needs that miracle... Mm -hmm. We release it in Jesus' name. So a biological example would be new cells replacing damaged ones. For me, when I think of regeneration, my favorite examples are computer-related. Have you ever used anything that has to generate a unique code when you're using it? You'll notice that every time you're using it, it generates a, a unique code, a unique code. Maybe it's two-factor authentication, or perhaps it's a code for a game which you're trying to crack, like we used to do back in the day. I don't know if you still do it now. But then that's what it is. Now I want you to imagine the Holy Spirit has been given the task to generate new creations. Like he's the one that does the regeneration. Like, like. okay, so the old man has passed away. Let's do regeneration now. Boom. Here's a new Chisha. Boom. Here's a new Michael. Here's a new this one. Here's a new this one. Here's a new that one. And the reason it's called regeneration is not because, um, let me just read this. It's not because it's not the first instance of this creation, but it's in the context that we were already born once. But now this is a rebirth. Hence the term born again. Praise God. Praise Him once more. And being born again simply means to be born for the second time. It's a new birth. I want you to understand this, ladies and gentlemen, that one of the fruits of our salvation is the regeneration. Let's look at it from 2 Corinthians chapter number five. Let's look at verse 14, and then we'll go down to 17. For the love of Christ compels us, because we judge thus, that if one died for all, then all died. Praise God. And he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves but for him who died for them and rose again. Notice the resurrection comes in now. Then what does it say after the resurrection? Look at this. Therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him thus no longer. He's saying, we are regarding no one according to the flesh. Meaning, meaning, The kind of mindset that should be among believers is that there's something special about this person next to me. I shouldn't regard them like a common person. I shouldn't regard them like just anybody else. Ask your neighbor, do you know there's something special about you? Tell the other one, say, I'm honored to be seated next to royalty. It says we regard no one after the flesh one of the worst things you can do is look down on a believer. You don't know what God is brewing on the inside. It says, no man has seen, no no eye has seen, no ear has heard, neither has it entered into the mind of a man. Meaning for a believer, you can't judge them according to what they've studied. You can't judge them according to their background. You can't judge them according to how much money they have. You can only judge them by the revelation of the Spirit. Because it says, but God has revealed these things to us. No wonder even the apostles could say things like, poor yet making many rich. Meaning if somebody looked at them, and perhaps some of the states they were in, they would think, what can this person do? And yet they were responsible for people's wealth. (laughs) Interesting. And you know, this is like being over imaginative. I wouldn't be surprised if we went to heaven and were being introduced to like this very slim person, and you ask like who's that, and they tell you that's Samson.
0: <laughs>
1: I wouldn't be surprised. You know why? I this is I I really don't think he was very buff. I don't think they would have been asking what's the source of his strength. He I I, I think he, he was that guy who when they looked at Kanga <laughs> what can he do? <laughs> I hope you're getting my friend. Yeah, and he told his secret to derive. So <laughs> it says from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. This is why I can believe in anyone, even if they are not being believed in. Every one of you here can be something bigger, something greater. Listen to me in case nobody has told you. I'm telling you today. There is something divine in you. There is a specific purpose for you. And listen to me. You are all going to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Eternity has already been secured. But there is something for you even here in the land of the living. Because you are big. You are big. You are bigger than your mistakes. You are bigger than the past. You're bigger than those words you heard. You're bigger than that. And you know something? If you don't realize it, you'll never change. If you don't realize it, you can't change. You know, um, I'll use a personal example. For a while, I noticed that There are certain things people only began to acknowledge in me when I began to acknowledge them in myself and carry myself in that way. I've used this example before, but I'll use it again. When everyone in Zambia used to bath at 16 hours, I don't know what time kids bath these days. For us, between 16 and like in the morning, it's your time to do whatever you want. Live your best life. But then your parents are coming back home. So 16 hours is time to bath. (laughs) And bathing was like serious bathing because of the amount of dirt you had interacted with back then. And you know, back then, you know, like it's not like the way it is for these days. Back then, the roads were not for cars, the roads were ours. People driving would apologize to us if they found us playing football in the road and they just so happened to be driving their car in a road where we're playing football. Can you imagine? What nerve. <laughs> but nevertheless, so, people would literally stop and apologize and drive the other way. And the best time was when they were making roads and then they make heaps of sand. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and if I forgot to hit the 16 hour mark, I always remember when, when my mom would come home, she would say, is that my son? <laughs> and I would respond, that's how you know that a young man is healthy. When, I don't know why I got the audacity to respond like that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways... Now, you notice that when you bath and you've dressed up, unless you've just got a problem, usually, (laughs) I know there are one or two, (laughs) but usually you may not necessarily be attracted to playing in dirt, unless you've just got a problem. And worse off on a day like Christmas, when you put on your Christmas clothes, the ones which were kept in your parents' room from June, And then you've put on that nice Christmas swag. And you walk outside. And someone comes and says, let's go play Day Mama Day. You, you, me. You even change your accent. I've never heard of that game. (laughs) What am I trying to say? In that moment, because of how you're dressed, even what you do will be affected. Because you recognize how clean you are. However, there's that outfit And you all know it. There's that outfit you wear whenever you need to clean. (laughs) There's that outfit you wear when you're going to the farm. (laughs) In that outfit, if you are told the pig, uh, A, B, C, D, you're able to do it. Why? Because you recognize that at that point you're dirty. So here's the thing. If you see yourself as dirty, you always do dirty things. But when you recognize No wonder when the prodigal son came back, the first thing the father did was change his robe. Because when his outfit changed, come on. (laughs) Praise God. Somebody say glory. glory. You must recognize what this grace has done for you. Otherwise it will be in vain. So it says we regard no one after the flesh. And you know, let me just show you one particular portion of Scripture before we go to verse 17. We'll come back to verse 17, but let me just show you one Scripture that really got me thinking. Acts chapter 10. Let's have it somewhere from verse 10, somewhere there. Uh, Take me to when Peter starts having an encounter. Acts chapter 10. Okay. Now, this is, let's start from verse 9. I love this portion of scripture because it taught me a lot about my life. Okay, I'll show you. The next day as they went on their journey and drew near the city, Peter went up on the housetop to pray about the 60th hour, meaning at about 15 or so. Let's go. Then he became very hungry and wanted to eat. So it's not a sin if when you're praying you're hungry. Okay? It just means you're human. Okay? But while they made ready, he fell into a trance. So in short, he said, start preparing the food. As I'm praying, by the time I'm done, I said, Lord, that's my life. <laughs> and then well and now and, and look at now the funniness of God. Peter is hungry and then he falls into a trance. This for me disqualifies there's a there's a notion that goes on that it's not possible for God to speak to you about something that's Maybe in line with your feelings. I disagree. It's very possible for him to speak. Sometimes it's just a challenge of interpreting, which is why it's important to seek counsel. Okay? Then he became very hungry and wanted to eat, but while they made ready, he fell into a trance. Now look at the funniness of God. Uh-huh. And saw so heaven open, and an object like great shit bound at the four corners. Descending to him and led down to the earth. huh. In it were all kinds of four-footed animals of the earth, wild beasts, creeping things and birds of the air. Uh-huh? And a voice came to him, "Rise, Peter, kill and eat. He's hungry and God gives him a vision about food. God is interesting, right? Eh? Let's go on. Now notice Peter's response. Peter responds and says, Not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything common or unclean. Look at how the Lord replies. And a voice spoke to him the second time. What God has cleansed, you must not call common. Now, if you read the context of this scripture, he was talking about the Gentiles, right? And eventually Peter went and preached to the Gentiles. That's why we get the verse, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth and they, got, they received the Holy Spirit and then they got saved. So meaning God's, what, what God was talking about here was not even the cleansing of your favorite food. He was saying what God has, called, has cleansed, you cannot call common. He's talking about people. You can't refer Before you even look at your brother or your sister, what about yourself? How do you see you? How do you see you? Because what God has called A, why should you call it B? Now, 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ... He is a new creation. It doesn't say a new one. It doesn't say a changed one. It doesn't say a person who stopped. It says a new creation, meaning a whole different species, a whole new person. And then it says the old man has passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Let that sink in for a minute. Ladies and gentlemen, a few things I want us to note. So I'm a new creation. creation. This is not referring to a changed creation or a corrected one. This is a whole new creation. Remember, Jesus said a good tree produces good fruit. So to produce good fruit, what did he decide to do? To change the tree. Now you can produce the fruit of the spirit. Now, this is a whole new creation. How come you don't start counting a baby's age from when they're in the womb? In the womb, you count the pregnancy. But when they are born, you say one day. You don't say nine months and one day. Why? Because that stage has passed. This is a whole new creature now. No, Fine, mother is weeping the child. Why are you weeping? You used to kick in the womb. That, would be called, that, that, that wouldn't be right because this is a whole new creation. A whole new creature. They'll give you other reasons to whip them, not that one. <laughs> they may not disappoint in that area. Somebody <laughs> say, Glory. Praise <laughs> God. Now, it is important to know that when you're born again, you're a new creature. No day a person who's born again is called a baby. You know when you're born again, you're a baby. First Peter 2 verse 2. So if you, let's say you're 65 years old and you get born again today. In the spiritual realm, you're a baby. Who is 65 years old in the physical. And then look at what Peter says. He says, as newborn babes, desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. It's interesting that even the hunger that you're expected to have is the hunger of a baby. A baby is not shy when it comes to food. That's the way God wants you to be towards the word if you're going to grow. That's the way God wants you to be towards the word if you're going to grow. Because if you don't drink the milk, you don't grow. If you don't drink the milk, you don't grow says so desire the pure milk so a, a a a a person who gets saved is like a baby they're a baby and to understand what we have been born as we must understand we must know whom we have been born of can I say that again A dog gives birth to? Yeah, yeah But a puppy is a what? It's a dog. Come on, don't ruin the example. we are talking about knowledge puffs up. A goat gives birth to? Someone wanted to say a kid. A cow gives birth to? Don't say it. Okay. Okay. A lion will give birth to. I thought your to says Simba. So, <laughs> a human being will give birth to one. So meaning if we wanna study or if we want to know what the child is, we must know who the father is. So to know what to know how to describe the one who's been born, we must know whom they've been born of. Who produced them. Praise God. And then let's look at the scriptures very quickly. I'll give you three, and you just read them out quickly. John 3, 6. Now let's start with 1 Peter 1, 23. It says, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. So what has birthed you? The word of God. And the word of God is incorruptible seed. So your first birth may have come from a seed, that perhaps had some corruptions in some way. Maybe there was sin. Maybe there was disease. Maybe there was weakness. Maybe there was a short temper. Maybe there was a long temper. Maybe there was, (laughs) no seriously, maybe there were curses. Maybe there were uh, all sorts of traits. You can keep the good ones, but then for the other ones, you've got a choice. Why? Because there's a new birth. And then this new birth is of incorruptible seed. It's of seed that can't be corrupted. John 3, 6. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. So who have you been born of? Of the spirit. When you are born of your mother and father, you are born of the flesh. But then when you're born of God, you're born of the spirit. Let's go. John 1, 12. But as many as have received him, he gave them the right to become children of God to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. So they were not born of, the, of blood. They were not born of the will of man, but they were born of God. My friends, when God gives birth, What does he produce? Do you know? If you want to know what he produces, look at Jesus. If you want to know what God produces, you look at the only begotten. Look at how he lived. Look at what he was able to do. That's what God gives birth to. And you know what's interesting? This may sound interesting. What's interesting is that it's not. How can I put it? Let's continue. Now, that statement might not be good for some for now. Maybe in a few weeks. So, a baby must be taught who they are. Even their name, they have to be taught. Similarly, you can't live effectively as a new creation if you're being defined by the world. That which birthed you, must show you who you are, must show you what you have, must show you whose you are. One of you sent me a message, I've forgotten who, but they were making fun of you. This was this week. I think you've not heard some of my other teachings. They were making fun of you because of your spirituality. And they were calling you, I think they were calling you a Maibusa. I remember reading such a message this week. Listen, there is no approval that you need to get from the world. There is nothing they have to offer you. There is nothing they have to offer you. There is no compliment that the world will ever give that should ever surpass the knowing and the calling of being God's child. So, if any man be in Christ, what is he? A new creation. Say it, I'm a, new creation. I'm a new creation. Wonderful. Say it again, I'm a, new I'm a new creation. So as we go on in the new in the next few weeks, we'll be defining that creation from the word. Okay. I'll give you 30 seconds just to speak well about yourself. Some of you haven't done that in a while according to your state as a new creation. One, two, three, go. Not in tongues, I want it in English. Or Nyanja, or Bemba. One, two, three, let's hear you. I have access to everything that the Lord Jesus worked for. He looks at the labor of his soul, which is me, and he's satisfied. I'm the Lord's trophy. I'm a masterpiece. I'm a masterpiece. God's own perfect design. I'm a co-heir with Christ. And by the Spirit of God, I'm growing in a knowing of everything that the Lord God has freely given me. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Hey, the righteousness of God. I've been elevated to the class of God. Blessed are my eyes because they see. Blessed are my ears because they hear. Blessed is my mind because it perceives. Blessed is my heart because it knows the things of God. To me, it's been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom. The wind blows wherever it wishes, and no one says where it's coming or where it's going from. That is the same as me who's born again. I'm a mystery. I can't be calculated. My next move cannot be calculated. I cannot, I cannot be stopped. It's not possible. I'm a mystery because the wind blows wherever it wishes. Glory to God. Hey, I live above the limitations of the world. My affections are of heaven. Glory to God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Now, I would want to just request if there's anyone who's not in Christ, wherever you've been is not a very comfortable place. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I want to give you an opportunity to come. We don't have much time, so I will not take long with this. So if you have not yet received the Lord Jesus, or perhaps you wandered off the path, this is your moment. I would want you to just raise your hand and come to the altar of God. I'll give you literally 30 seconds because this is something to rush for. Is there anyone who has to give their life to the Lord today? You want to? Come. Come through. Anybody else? Anybody else who would like to give their life to the Lord? Wonderful. Wonderful. Just lift your hands, please. And if you're watching online, and you would like to do the same, I want you to say the same prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. I confess you as my Lord. And from this day, I'm born again. Amen. Congratulations. Now You'll go this side. Who invited you for church? Oh, okay. Okay, congratulations. Now, um next week i want us to look at eternal life like what does eternal life really mean that's what i want us to look at let's say the blessing for the week let's lift your hands now in the name of jesus christ of nazareth i bless you all I declare in Jesus' name that this is that week of perfection, that week of perfection, in the name of Jesus. I declare that all is well with you, all is well with your mind, all is well with your family, all is well with your heart. In Jesus' name we pray, Amen. Wonderful
0: In a thousand generations and your family and your children, and their
1: children, and their children Don't feel shy. tell five people you know how we do it get up, get up, walk to five people and just sing it to them just tell it to them.
0: Your weeping and rejoicing is for.
1: The amazing grace of our lord jesus christ the extravagant love of god and the intimate friendship of the holy spirit be with us all surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives and we will dwell in the
0: house of the lord Service. I have been so blessed and I know you have been too. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. You can reach the City of the Lord Church on 0777-930882. If you are unable to call, you can email us on the city of the Lord Samuel at gmail.com or reach us on Facebook team.